Welcome into Against the Spread, a sports podcast for people that don't know what they're talking about. By people that don't know what they're talking about. On today's Against the Spread, we are previewing next week or this coming week of college football, giving our picks. We're taking a couple listener questions from the tweeter machine. We are doing our NFL picks, and that's it. We are not doing reviews anymore because that took freaking forever. Let's get started. Well, the first days are the hardest days, don't you worry anymore. When life looks like easy street, there is danger at your door. Think this through with me. Let me know your mind. Whoa, oh, what I want to know is are you kind? Against the Spread is brought to you by Little Caesars Pizza. Do you want to get fat while also keeping your wallet fat? Come to Little Caesars today and enjoy one of our discount pizzas. Pizza for less than $5? You know you're getting the best ingredients for that. Come on in today. Little Caesars is like the pizza that you buy when... I, honestly, I don't even know who you would buy that for. How did they stay in business? They have a great business model, though. I, because I think when you think about it, like their pizza is, it's not good, but it's just good enough to justify paying five dollars. Right, and it's like it's they don't have a lot of selection, so you're not having to waste time. Like you know, you know, you're either going to get pepperoni or cheese. They have they have a <laughs> drive-through for pizza. Yeah, you just walk up there and it's like you want pepperoni or cheese, and that's about it. And now they got the works now. Oh yeah, they're yeah. diversifying. They, their cheesy bread's good. Oh really? Yeah, never had it. Big fan of that. I but, don't know the uh, last time I had Little Caesars. But I think they just really run on convenience. Like, they know their pizza sucks, but they know that you're busy and you want something fast and you've got three kids in the back of your car. And that's going to feed them all for five bucks. I mean, I guess in a way you can't beat it, but also in a way, why would you ever do that to yourself? Uh, Let's move on to our picks for the different games this week. I think we've got nine NCAA games and then... Five NFL games. So start Miami versus Florida State. Rivalry game, throw the records out the window, even though both of their records are absolutely awful. Florida State is a three-point favorite with the over-under at 47.5. Miami's defense up front, I think, is the real, or really the best part of their defense. Yeah. And Florida State's front is the worst part of their offense. However, with Florida State kind of, Finally getting into a rhythm of that West Coast offense with Kendall Browles. I really don't see that being a huge problem. I think getting the ball out quick in that style of offense that they want to run kind of nullifies that uh, Miami front. So I have Florida State covering, but I also like the over just because I don't think either of these teams can really stop each other. Yeah, I, I like both Florida State to cover and, and the over also. Florida State has actually had some moments where they look competent-ish. Not a ton, but more so than Miami, I think, in my opinion. Right. If you look at this 
rivalry where it is today and where it was 10, 15 years ago. That was sad. I mean, it's it's pretty heartbreaking Cause you to think look about at, it. 15 to 20 years ago, you look at this. I mean, they were literally playing to play in the national championship. Oh, yeah. This, this is determined. Yeah, there were so many times Miami kept Florida State out and Florida State kept Miami out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy to see where it is now. And and maybe Manny Diaz can bring Miami back in the future going forward. I like I, how you just I, say Manny Diaz because <laughs> it's over for Willie Taggart. Or it should uh, be at least. Yeah, Willie Taggart, I'm not – I don't if think he he'll be. if he loses this game, I really don't think he should make it past the weekend. Future Urban Meyer, Florida State Seminoles. Uh maybe. I mean, Brett it, Venables. Brett Venables, I would like a lot. Urban Meyer, of course, you'd love, right. but he, I don't, I don't think we're willing, or Florida State is willing to pay what it would take to get him there. Because you got to pay him more than yeah. Jimbo, so. Yeah, two programs that you really want to see. College football would just be so much better if both of those teams were relevant. Yeah. Without a doubt. But I'm going Florida State also. I, I like that one a lot. All right, UAB versus Tennessee. Tennessee is a 13-point favorite at home. Over-under is set at 48. I like the under here. I don't think UAB is going to be able to do a whole lot against Tennessee's defense, and UAB's defense is very, very good this year. However... I do like Tennessee to cover. It hurts my heart to say it, but Tennessee covers the 13. I think they win exactly by 14 points and the under hits. I think for this one, I'm going to go with the under also because, like you said, UAB, while they haven't played anybody, their defense has been pretty good statistically. I don't think Tennessee covers the 13, but I think they miss it by like one or two points. I, like it's It's going to be really close. I think – Something that could play a factor in that is while Tennessee's been awful this year, they've played well enough over the past month to yeah, they've have kind confidence of been, yeah. going into the UAB game. So they've maybe improved it's not, over the year. Yeah, so maybe they won't put the pedal to the metal in the fourth quarter. UAB gets a late touchdown field goal to beat the spread. But it's going to be close if they do. Yeah, I wrestled, I wrestled with this one because I really thought that 13 was – just Vegas overreacting to them beating South Carolina. Yeah. But then... Kind of surprised it's not 13 and a half. Yeah. I, I, I'm always surprised when there's not a half point yeah. on a game. All right, so Michigan versus Maryland. Michigan is a 21-point favorite, and the over-under is 55 and a half. This is my lock of the week on the over here. Neither of these defenses are great. Both of these coaches are heavily offensive-minded. I like the over here. If I had to pick, I would pick Maryland to cover or beat the spread against Michigan. I think Michigan might win by 17, but it it's not going to be close, but I don't think it's a full three touchdowns. So I also like the over in this. Like you said, neither team plays defense at all when it comes to when they play relevant opponents. I don't think Michigan covers either. But I do think it could be sneaky close, like within 10 points, maybe this, seven. Because this is one of those games that Michigan always, for some yeah. un, ungodly reason, just has a close game in these games. Well, and they just came off of beating Notre Dame pretty significantly. Right. And they strike me as a team who would very much get arrogant even after that one win right. going into Maryland. And it's an 11 o'clock kickoff, um, which I know a lot of Big Ten games are, but – I. I think Maryland, if you – they've had moments, not lately, but I think they've got something up their sleeve this weekend. I don't know if 
our mics are picking up that bird in the background, but it is annoying the crap out of me. So if y'all can hear that at home, sorry, uh, pay us money and we'll get a studio and you won't have to put up with that. Moving on, Kansas State versus Kansas, another rivalry game, throw the records out. I love that saying. <laughs> you have to say it too, yeah. like you can't not say that. Kansas State is a five and a half point favorite, over under is 54 and a half. If you thought Michigan and Maryland weren't going to play defense, these two teams definitely aren't going to play defense. Over is going to hit. And I kind of like Kansas straight up playing at home against really? Kansas State. I really do. I like them to at least beat the spread of five and a half. But I would not be shocked if Kansas State comes off the Texas win. Everybody's hyped up and all that. But that's really good for a letdown, especially against a rival. Yeah, I like the over also. Like you said, you look at the box scores from these teams last five games, it's pretty pretty telling that you're yeah. gonna have a high scoring game. I, I think Kansas State does cover though. They're I don't know why I don't bet on them more, but they're usually pretty consistent to oh, yeah. beat the spread. Yeah. Like they they're I they're one of the best in the nation yeah, at beating the spread. I feel pretty confident in that. They're actually five and two on the year against the spread, so yeah. Um, it's a pretty good record right there. But I think coming off that win against Oklahoma, you know, here they are at 5-2. and two. They win this game against a rival who Kansas has looked competent enough to where I think Kansas State won't feel like they can just sleepwalk through this game. Right. I think they'll be prepared. Um, and if they win this, they're 6-2 and two and they're in a spot to win out and possibly make a push for 10 games. I don't think they will, but that would put them in a position to. So I like Kansas State to cover. All right, Georgia versus Florida. Georgia is a six-point favorite with the over-under set at 44.5. This game, of course, is in Jacksonville on a neutral site. It's always fun looking at this game, seeing where the crowd is exactly split 50-50. That's always a fun uh, shot of the crowd. I like the under in this one. I don't really like either of these offenses against the opposing defense, but... In those type of situations, I go with a veteran quarterback. I like Georgia to cover. I'm going to go actually with the over. I think Georgia, even though their offense hasn't looked great with a week off, I think they'll be more productive this week. Florida, I've been impressed with their ability to score points, especially with Kyle Trask being in at quarterback, although I do think he might be better than Felipe Franks. Yeah, I've said that all along. Yeah, you've said that a while back, and I think it's true. It doesn't get worse than Felipe Franks, except for Jarek Garantano in Tennessee. Oh, my gosh, he's terrible. Huge game. I mean, to me, this is the biggest game of the weekend. Um, yeah. This is, to me, going to decide who wins the SEC East and goes to Atlanta at the end of the season. Which it almost didn't. That that was really solidified with Tennessee beating South Carolina. Now it's yeah. basically just these two teams, unless something unbelievable happens. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. It's going to tell a lot – about either team, I think it's going to tell the most about Georgia because I think you're going to either see them come out and just play like they're on fire and just beat Florida like a drum. Yeah. But if they struggle, then I think that's more of a sign, more so at any point this year than we've seen, they've got real issues. Yeah. Uh, I like Georgia to cover late, like a late Jake Fromm touchdown pass. I think it'll be – tied or Florida may, might even have the lead at halftime because I think Dan Mullen will have a good game plan drawn up. I like Georgia to cover late. All right. Utah versus Washington. Utah is a three and a half point favorite with the over under set at 47 and a half. 
Uh, last time these two teams played was not pretty for Utah. Mm-mm. Much different Washington defense now, but I still, I for some reason, and me and you are both all over this. I don't know why Utah was so hyped up. I know they've only got one loss through the season right, right now. I still don't know why we they're so that hyped the up. We said the pre the preview show. We yeah, we've said everybody's picking Utah to be a playoff team, especially going to Washington. I like Washington straight up in this one, and I like the over forty seven and a half. Yeah, the the over I really like. Yeah. I think they're they're going to surpass that pretty easily. First also, half. Yeah, possibly <laughs> so. I also really like Washington to cover in this. It's just got the ingredients of an upset game, if you can call it that, even though they're, a three point, they're only a three-point underdog. They've been playing well, should have beaten Oregon. What do we even really know about Utah? I mean – they're obviously not a bad team, but they're not bad, but they're not good enough yeah. to for us to have heard about them throughout the year like we usually well hear about great teams in the Pac-12 or good teams. And, in the and Pac-12. you can go off on a tangent on this. We talked about this before. They're ranked ninth. I think a lot of that has to do with their preseason ranking. Yeah, and that's why I hate preseason so, rankings. You know what is their ranking right now? If there was not a preseason poll and you they put out your first poll in week three, they'll probably be like 15, 16. Right, exactly. So I, I like Washington a lot in this. Probably going to be one of my more go-to games when I put together a parlay or teaser this weekend. SMU versus Memphis. This is going to be the most fun game. This is one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, this is going to be the most fun game of this weekend to watch. Which, by the way, do you know you know what tickets you can get on uh, StubHub right now? Going to Memphis. To Memphis. So Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium, which capacity has to be what forty thousand? Yeah, if that. Uh, Twelve bucks. So it's sixteen. Oh my God. game. That it's, this could. I I will say right now. Undefeated. I feel very confident. This is the cheapest. Ticket to a college game day game in the history. No, no, because they've had those like division two games before. Like Grambling. Yeah. yeah, that's a good chance. That's been cheaper, but yeah, some of those are. Man, just show up. We'll let you bring, bring, <laughs> we, bring a can of tomato soup. <laughs> we need our capacity <laughs> for the YMCA. Yeah. Donate it. Memphis is a six point favorite. SMU is undefeated. But this is one of those games. Vegas knows something mm-hmm. that we all don't. And when that happens, you bet with Vegas. I'm taking Memphis to cover, and I'm going to take the over 72.5. I think this is going to be back and forth. I like the over 72. I, I do think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be the most fun game of the weekend to watch. I'm actually going to go SMU. I think they've been tested a little bit more uh, this season. They've got road win at TCU, road win at South Florida, at Houston, which are all tougher places to play yeah. than Memphis. Although Memphis is going to be rocking. So I think because they've had that experience on a bigger stage, more so than Memphis, I think they'll be able to handle it, and I think they pull it out late and win by seven to nine points. Um, SMU coach Rhett Lashley is going to have a good game plan. Uh, it's a shame he's not in the SEC anymore. Dad gum. But uh, I like SMU, but I'm really looking forward to this game. All right, Oregon versus USC. Oregon is a four and a half point favorite. Over under set at sixty two and a half. I don't think this is enough. I, I know USC's had a good year. I know they're at home. Four and a half isn't enough to me. I really think they could probably win by two touchdowns in this game. And I like the under to hit in this one. I don't think USC's offense has played well this year. They've played 
great in spots, but overall they haven't been good, and Oregon's defense is better than probably anybody they've faced all year. I like the under to hit. Oregon covers easily. Yeah, in, in the words of Barstool Big Cat, life's too short to bet the under. So nah, fam. I'm going to go – we're gonna go over. Isn't Big Cat like really, really down for the year? We, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but no, I, I do like the the over. I think Oregon's gonna put up a lot of points. I think there's been some overreaction to USC um, in some of their games here lately, like winning at Colorado and at Arizona, mm-hmm. playing Notre Dame close. Uh, I think Oregon's starting to peak here, not peak, but go in the right direction, starting to get better every week. Really would be interesting, had they not have lost to Auburn, where they'd be right now in the rankings. If they didn't lose to Auburn. Top, definitely top five. Yeah, they might be fifth. Five, yeah. Yeah. But I like Oregon a lot. I think they're on track to make a strong case, if things get crazy, to be the fourth team in the playoffs. Yeah. They'd have to have a lot of help. Well, they a decent a amount of hot, help. help, but yeah. I just I just don't think the Pac-12 is respected enough. Now, with the Oklahoma loss, that opens up a lot for them. Right. But I just don't think the Pac-12 is respected enough to get a one-losser in there. I think a one-loss SEC, would, like LSU, yeah. Alabama, whoever loses that game is still above Oregon. Yeah, no, no, I agree. You'd have to have some, some crazy stuff happen. Fresno State versus Hawaii. For everyone who is down for the day, this is the – Get back at it game or lose double. Hawaii is a two-point favorite. Over-under is 69-and-a-half. I, I love Hawaii in these games, but, man, I don't I don't know about this one. I'll lean Fresno State. If you're going to take it, take them to cover. I usually take Hawaii in these games, but I just can't this week. Take Fresno State and the over in this game. Definitely take the over. Yeah, that's the easy part. Hawaii minus two kick seems off, like a kick wide off. open layup. Yeah, kickoff at and nine thirty Fresno time. If there's anything in our young gambling life we've experienced, <laughs> it is that when it is a wide open layup, it is wrong. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Some like Shaquille O'Neal is about to come out of nowhere and just pin that crap yeah. on the backboard. I like the plus two also. Vegas knows something. Yeah, I know. Because that just seems too too easy. Mm-hmm. And because of that... I'm literally to, going against myself as to why I picked Memphis. Sh- saying, shout out to Jake Browning. <laughs> Memphis knows something, but I'm not taking Hawaii when clearly Vegas knows something there yeah. as well. Yeah, that's too obvious for me. So I like Fresno State. All right, so that's it for our, our college football picks. Since it's the last day of October... And in November, we'll pick our college football top four uh, for the playoff and then our first two out. Let's do a top ten, although this is going to air in November, but screw it. Who cares about rules? So my top ten, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Clemson, Florida, Oregon, Baylor, Utah, Oklahoma. All right, so – for my top ten, I've got LSU, Ohio State, Alabama at third, Penn State, Florida at fifth, Oregon, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, Baylor. How do you have Oregon above Clemson? 
I'm going with a mix of your resume and like what I think you are at this point and then what I think you can be. I'm not going to lie. I don't know the rest of your things after you said Oregon Everclean. You said Oregon Everclean. I think they've had like, more impressive wins. It was like, did, did you watch uh, Simmons and Rosillo do the yeah. uh, NBA lottery show last year? Yeah. It was like after the Lakers – they knew they were, they were going to get a top three pick or top when four. Simmons, Simmons just completely lost focus. That's exactly what I just did when he said Oregon above Clemson. Good night. So I don't – I mean – I think Oregon has more impressive wins than Clemson right now. I think they're – Oh, they're going to. I mean – They're their one losses against Auburn the first game of the year. And like I said, I'm basing this on, for me, wins on your resume – where you're at right now and where it looks like you're headed. And I, I think Oregon each week is getting better. And I think they're showing signs of, like we said a minute ago, putting themselves at least in the playoff conversation. Now they're going to have to have a ton of help to have it or to, to get in there. But I, I like what they've done so far better than Clemson for the most part. I mean, I know Clemson's undefeated, but what's their best win? Uh, a and at home by 14, yeah, maybe. I and mean, that's going to be it. Um, and I mean, and obviously, we're what? This is week nine. We're going into week 10. It, so it's, it's going to ch- it could change, but I mean, not after this week when they play Wofford. No. So uh, their schedule isn't going to change. Everybody's assumption of Clemson isn't going to change because of their schedule. It's not getting any better throughout yeah. the year. It's only getting worse from here, to be honest. But. They have to do like they've done the past two weeks. They don't have to just beat teams like they barely beat North Carolina. They got to beat the absolute piss out of everyone that they play. For sure. To get respect. So I kind of see what you're saying, but at the same time, I just value having no losses. And I know that doesn't make sense because I've still got Baylor below Oregon. But Baylor's played people that aren't. They have basically the same schedule as Clemson as far as, like, strength of schedule. Right. And they haven't beaten the crap out of people like Clemson has. So, I've still got them below. If Clemson plays more close games against these lesser opponents, then, yeah, uh, of course I'll put them below. Like we saw in 2014 with Florida State. I keep going back to that team, but that's the same thing that happened. And then what happened in the playoff, they got obliterated when they finally played somebody. And – that's a very distinct possibility that could happen this year with Clemson. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out with Clemson. So, to me, there's either two scenarios. One, there's real issues there. Or two, they're playing like the Golden State Warriors of the past five years in the NBA where yeah. they know they're better than everybody on their schedule. You just give me to January. Yeah. I actually lean it's the Warriors theory. I yeah, think, they, I, think it is too. I, I don't think they have that many glaring issues. Now, they're more flawed than they've been in the past. But I think they're still one of the better teams yeah. in college football. Especially offense. But when you play the game of we're just going to flip the switch come January, yeah, a that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. And depending on who you get matched up with, because I'm a firm believer, if they win out, they're going to be in the playoffs. And, right, and they, of course. And they should be because if you're the defending national champions. And you're undefeated. And you're undefeated. You're you've not done anything to prove you're not in the mix still. So, But just as of right now, I, I would like to – reward Oregon for what I feel like has been more success to this point. I get that. And, yeah, they lost to Auburn, and Auburn has very much 
lost yeah. their steam throughout the year, and I think that could come back to haunt Oregon. I think it could. But it's a loss in a neutral site, and it was very close, and it took a weird drive by starting freshman quarterback to get you there. So, which really, it, it was one of those games where Oregon was up all game. They outplayed Auburn yeah. until the fourth quarter, really. Yeah, and that was it. So, I think in the end, it may not bite them, but they've got to they've got to hope Utah wins out and they win out, and they both meet with one loss in the Pac-12 yeah. championship because that's the only way you're getting respect that way. Yeah, and if they do that, then you're talking they're at number five looking in. I mean, they still have to have help. I mean, you're yeah. still uh, – No, you've still got to have one of those teams lose because I still think – Auburn LSU loser gets in above them. I think they do too, because they're gonna. They will have beaten Auburn on the road as right. opposed to Auburn beating Oregon in a neutral site. Almost didn't get that word out. Yeah, I mean, you're talking. They would have to have Ohio State lose to. I mean, oh, not even Michigan. I mean, they have to be somebody worse than that left on their schedule. Because even if they lost to Michigan, which they won't, but if they did, well, you're going to have Ohio State, Penn State knock each other out. One of the two, you'd have to, gonna, yeah, you'd have to have yeah. something crazy. But even like that one happen. of those, even one of those, would could still get probably in get above in over Oregon. One loss. Yeah, basically, their best shot would be to win out with the Utah situation, like you're saying, and then they'd have to have Clemson, like the whole team get the flu and they lose to South Carolina <laughs> on the road. Yeah, and then maybe you can make a. But even then, it's it's tough. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's do some listener questions. All right. So let's pull up some listener questions. All right. First question from at Natitude45. Oh, God. (laughs) Tough scene. Jesus. How does it feel to be a fan of a team who won their division, yet a team they dominated all season went on to win the World Series? Um, I don't know. Uh, that would suck. That would it. suck. Yeah, that would be completely Could awful. Could you imagine pulling for a team like that? Yeah, that would that would literally make me want to – it would make me lose sleep the night that the other team won the World Series. Could you imagine being a fan of a team who won their division and then you start planning out how you're going to go to the NLCS in World Series? Yeah. Um, you, you literally make and then plans they lose. with your friends yeah. to go to the NLCS because yeah. you're just like, yeah, we're getting We're going to do it. Yeah. It's finally going to happen. That's an incredibly tough scene. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, that would that would be all. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, got the wrong podcast. Yeah, we're yeah, <laughs> not us. <laughs> all right, question number two from at T Town Bob. So I heard there's a new gambling podcast in town. <laughs> Which one should I listen to? I'm not gonna lie. I listened to one episode of those other guys. They're pretty good. They are good. We respect. Yeah, just respect, listen to us uh, both. Yeah. I mean, we're not – neither it's, it's of It's kind of like I've always said when you get your news, watch 10, 15 minutes of Fox News, watch 10, 15 minutes of CNN, and go somewhere in between with whatever you feel. Watch both of those. See which one. That way you know what isn't true. Right. And then read like The Guardian or something. Yeah, yeah. And go You're going to have to read your news nowadays because the stuff on TV is fake. Uh, yeah, I mean, we respect them. I'm not going to lie. They're pretty good. And if they if a rivalry is what they want, a rivalry is what they're going to get. Yeah, or, if, or a collaboration. Or a collaboration. Really is the ideal we, scenario. Because it sounds like they're in a little bit better scenario than we, we are uh, from their sound. We, um, 
I think we have a player option at the end of the year. So, I mean, if it's just us two, we started as a four-man podcast. So if it's just going to be us two, we may as well just go for it. That's a good question. Just kidding now. to Dylan and Smiley who are listening. We're not kidding. <laughs> All right. No, but those guys are good. Yeah, they are. Respect to them. We respect the biz. Yeah. We're all just in this together. Listen to who you like. We're, we're all just us, trying to get you money. Yeah. So all we're, all we're trying to do is pick winners. For right. You. All right. Last one from at Marty Mush. God. <laughs> fade. Hey, just go, go on Twitter and whatever Marty Mush is picking, fade the crap out of that guy. Cause he is awful. Who do you rats like for the Heisman? Man, that's tough now. That is tough after the loss with Jalen. Uh, in all honesty, because Jonathan Taylor lost. You know who I think put themselves in a nice little dark horse for the month of November to make a run, a late push? De'Eric King. Yeah, De'Eric King. (laughs) J.K. Dobbins. Uh, That's a really good pick. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think he's definitely a dark horse. This At this point in the year, had Alabama not done as well offensively as they did against Arkansas, yeah, I know it's Arkansas, but they still saw no problems. Right. I think it might have been an even more shoe-in for Tua, even missing a game. But Mac Jones came in and looked really good. Your other front-runner, Joe Burrow, if he comes in and plays well, they don't even have to win. If he comes in and plays well against Alabama, I think he and it be. just happens to be like, oh, man, Bama's defense forced a fumble on a receiver yeah. or something like that, and that's the difference in the game, Joe Burrow is your winner. But that J.K. Dobbins pick as a dark horse because of all these quarterbacks kind of knocking each other out or losing games that they shouldn't, or with Tua's injury, he's he's really getting up there. My top three right now for the chance to win would be at number three, Dobbins, yeah. because of I think he's in a sneaky good spot. He's going to be in a lot of primetime games, Penn State, um, Michigan, the Big Ten championship game. He's got opportunities to make that case. Two, I'll have Jalen Hurts because I think there's very much the chance he goes on a war path in the season and puts up crazy numbers. Yeah. And then number one, I think, is Joe Burrow because I think he's going to put up – I think he puts up good numbers against Alabama. I think he does too. And then if you look at the rest of their schedule – Oh, man. Gets, he's going to put up crazy – And he's going to put up crazy numbers there. So, I think it's – I agree. I think it's Joe Burrow. I think it is too. All right. Was that three? That's three. All right. Perfect. Dylan's off the hook this week. Thanks for yeah. No questions about Dylan this week. No D three. Yeah. Oh my God! If he doesn't bring that movie next weekend, I'm going to murder him. Is all I'm going to tell you. I know he isn't. I know he's not going to watch it, and I know he's not going to bring it. And I'm planning his funeral. We all thought he was going to murder us. We're murdering him. Plot twist. All right, so let's move on to the NFL picks for the week. Bears versus Eagles. Eagles are a five-point favorite. The over-under is set at 42. I don't trust either of these offenses. Both of these defenses are really good. I'm taking the under, and I'm taking the Bears to cover. I'm going to – go ahead. I have nothing else to add to that. These are both teams who three weeks ago looked like they were going to be in a spot to have really good seasons or potentially really good seasons. Oh, going into the year, you thought these two were going to be a playoff matchup. 
And now they might miss the playoffs. Playoffs. Shout out to the Eagles, the only team that's lost to the Falcons. Um, <laughs> that's so sad. Wow. No snack alarm. So, I like the under. I think Philly wins. Because while Wentz has not played well, the Eagles have not played well, I feel like there's more... I don't know. I think with the Bears, you're now starting to hear people more and more rumble about Trubisky. They're yeah, starting to rumble more and more about Matt Nagy. Yeah. Oh, well, I think it's more on Trubisky. I think Nagy... Oh, I think it's more on Trubisky, too. Yeah. I think if they get rid of Nagy, I think they're going to be overreacting. I yeah. think he's a pretty good coach. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, they just don't have a good quarterback. So, which, I mean, if you want to trade for Matt Ryan, we can talk. I like Philly to cover. Jets versus Dolphins. This is the game of the week, guys. Jets are... I don't know why I say guys. It's only you. I'm just a force of habit, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe I'm talking to the audience. Jets are a three-point favorite away from home. The the over-under is 42.5. These offenses are unbelievably bad. I don't trust anything. I think the Jets are going to run the ball most of the game. Milk the clock as much as they can. I like the under here, and I—I I mean, I guess I like the Jets to cover. This to me is your bet your mortgage lock of the week. Oh my! Gosh. On the Jets to cover the three points, <laughs> and here's why: the Dolphins are obviously—it's not a secret—they're in full tank mode, right? And that was no more. There's been no other time this season that was more evident than when they jumped out on the Steelers, and then all of a sudden. It was awful. It's like their powers got sucked out of them, like mm-hmm. Space Jam, and then they just started to play really bad in the second half. Right. So they're going to lose this game to the Jets. Lock of the week. I like the under also. Both teams, by the way, are averaging 11 points a game. Oh, perfect. That's going to be a great game to watch. Tease it. <laughs> tease it and take Tommy the Jets. Tommy Tease it. Coming back. Tease it and take the Jets. <laughs> Tease it up. Tease the Jets to uh, <laughs> Tease the Jets 20-point favorites. 40. <laughs> 40. Uh, then they would cover by themselves. Yeah, they would. Packers versus Chargers. The Packers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. I like the Chargers straight up. I, I, mm. I like them because... I feel like they're a team with some urgency behind them. They need this win, and they're at home. I know all 12 of their fans are going to be there, excited and pumped up for this game. The Packers, while they need the win, they don't 100% need the win. Right. And I like the Chargers to make the playoffs still this year. I like the Chargers straight up in this one, and I like the over 48.5. I do like the over. But I like the Packers to cover. Have we agreed on a game yet today? Not a lot. Uh, what? <laughs> One of us is going to be really good after this How are weekend. The, are the Chargers broken? I think so. Because I had really high hopes I, for them. I did too. And I think there's a reason behind that. I think Melvin Gordon might might not be that great of a teammate. Cause Locker room cancer. Austin Eckler is outplaying the crap out of them this year. And they should have gotten a backup for Eckler and let Gordon trade Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh they've they've won last week because the Bears have kicking problems. If they make the field goal that's four losses in a row. 
with the one loss, or excuse me, with the one win in the past five games being the Dolphins. So I, I like Green Bay. They're playing really well. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is on a um, somewhat of an FU tour. Yeah. So I like the Packers. Patriots versus Ravens. This is the game of the week. Uh, this yeah. is this is a good one. This is one that you really can't miss. Pats are going to the Ravens. They're a three-point favorite. The over/under is forty-five and a half. I actually really like the under, and I'm betting a lot of unders this week. I really like the under in this one. I think a lot of people are thinking uh, that Ravens offense. The Ravens are really a run-first team, yeah. and they like to melt the clock. And the Pats have been unbelievably good defensively, and their offense has just kind of gotten them by. So I like the Patriots to cover the three. And I like the under 45 and a half. I like the under also. The Ravens have been known historically over the past decade to play the Patriots really well. Like, if you had to pick one franchise they struggle with the most, it yeah. could be the Ravens, possibly. Yeah, oh, I definitely so, I definitely think it is. I really like the under. Um, Pat's defense is, is nasty. I think they're going to give Lamar um, a pretty difficult night. Are you starting Pat's defense this week? I don't know. I haven't decided yet because I'm I think not, it's. I'm not starting Lamar. I think it's going to be either really good or really bad. Yeah. Um. I don't think there's going to be an in between. But uh, I like the Pats to cover. I, I just think that defense is too good. Like you said, Ravens being a run first team. Falcons legend Mohamed Sanu gets his first touchdown in New England with the Patriots. Pats how do cover. You, how do you feel about that trade? Are you happy like for it. him, or are you just Both. sad for yourself? Both. Okay. I'm happy for him. He needs. I mean, I. He deserves to. It's win. a fire sale at this point for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I care about the NFL Falcons. Cow- <laughs> Cowboys versus Giants on Monday night. The Cowboys are a seven-point favorite. Over/under at forty-seven and a half. Bet your mortgage lock of the week. Yeah. Cowboys are covering this. And I really like the over in this game as well. But yeah. that, the over is not the mortgage lock. The Cowboys minus seven is the mortgage lock. Yeah, I, I like the Cowboys to cover, and I also like the over. Giants are playing incredibly bad right now. Cowboys had that stretch of losing there that they needed to start coming yeah. out of, and they won last week to kind of get it going. So I think Zeke usually plays pretty well against the Giants. Yeah. And um, now that you're two and six or whatever they are for the yeah two and six for the Giants, you're really kind of at that point where you start throwing in the towel a little bit. I, I think, don't think it's a bad idea for them to tank the rest of the year. I no, mean, it's not at all. I think they should. So I, I think that's a guarantee. Um, like Cowboys in the over, which going back to what I was just talking about with Mohamed Sanu, uh, just quickly, we really suck at picking teams to root for. Yeah, we do. Because my team, we went into this year with like, what, nine, nine games was what the line was going into the year, yeah. over, under. And, and we, we were we all, all kind of over, over on the over, under. And that. your team's GM may have a burner Jameis Winston account. Yeah. Yeah, God. Uh, Misery. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if we, if we re-sign Jameis Winston after this year, I will open my free agency. Uh, I will become a Ravens fan because I freaking love yeah. Lamar Jackson. I, even if I didn't have him on fantasy, I would love that team. You and uh, noted Ravens fan Mallory Rubin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's great. It's just, even in basketball, like I, I've, I'm a fan of the most frustrating franchise of yeah. all time. 
Like I, I was a Sonics fan. Didn't win crap with them growing up. We had Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, all those players, Hall of Famers on our team. Couldn't win anything with them. Moved the franchise to Oklahoma City. We get one of the top three of our generation's best players in KD. We have Russell Westbrook, one of the most, probably the most explosive player of all time, running our point guard. And we have James Harden, who's one of the most lethal scorers yeah. right now, all on the same team with Serge Ibaka, who's a really great defender, and Nick Collison. Yeah, you can't forget him. Yeah, I can't forget that guy. He's, they're retiring his jersey. Are they really? I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, I haven't heard that. That's yeah. sad. Wow. I mean, he played a lot of really good years for us, but he wasn't that great of a player. So he had a lot of great dive for loose balls. <laughs> he said he made a lot of out of bounds saves. Yeah, and. You know, hit a hit a three every now and then. Yeah, he he'd missed three before he made that one, but he made he'd make one in clutch every now and then. So, speaking of, you want to talk a little NBA? We got a little time. Yeah, let's go NBA. Okay, just impressions so far. We're about I think the most anybody's played is five games, maybe four. Yeah, five so five. I think that's like very few teams. Yeah, like a handful or more. Uh, yeah, barely. Okay. Yeah. So just. Overall impressions so far this year. Who's, who's your most disappointing team so far this year? I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, it's kind of, even though they're at 500, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Because I've just, they've not really played great basketball to me so no. far. I mean, you look at, a lot of people may say, oh, the Golden State Warriors. Well, not really, because Clay Thompson's no. hurt. Yeah. Curry's now is hurt. He was, he's playing with a bunch of guys you've probably not heard of unless you really watch the NBA. Um, kind of a team of misfits. Outside of that, I think – so there is one other team that probably goes toe-to-toe, though, with the Bucks, Sacramento Kings. Yeah, that's mine. That's super that's, disappointing. That's they they are super disappointing. Yeah. So they'll, they'll be my most disappointing team in the West. You're 0-5 in the West, and that – starting off like that, you may as well pack it in yeah. for the rest of the year starting in the West like that because the West had – Probably 11 teams at the start of the year where we're like, yeah, we yeah. can see them making the playoffs. And they were one of them. Yeah. And starting off like that, you've got to go on an unbelievable tear. And I just don't see this this team. And now there's kind of rumors and stuff that De'Aaron Fox doesn't really stick up for his teammates and stuff like that. And, and they've not been close. No. Really. No like, game has been close. They got drawn by the Suns, beat by 10 by the Trailblazers, drawn mm-hmm. by the Jazz. Beaten bad by, for the most part, the Nuggets, and then lost by seven to the Hornets. Oh, that Nuggets game! I watched it. It was not. It was, it was not even that close. So uh, it was bad. And you said they lost to the Hornets. Yeah, uh, last last game. night, one eighteen wow. to one eleven, at Sacramento. Wow. They gave up twenty three to PJ Washington. 22 to Terry Rozier, and Malik Monk came off the bench and had 18. Fox had 16 points. Buddy Hill, 23. They had no bench help, really. Well, yeah. But they don't really have a great bench. No. Uh, that's just really sad. Uh, who's your most surprising team so far? Surprising? I would have to go with the Toronto Raptors. Yes, because we're they so look, on the same page. They look really yeah. good. Pascal Siakam uh, is playing he his is playing, blood we, off this year. What we said year. going into the year, we were talking about what we thought about the Raptors. 
and we said, are they going to take this approach of been there, done that, I don't really care this year, or are they going to go more so the direction of, hey, you, we know you're discounting us because Kawhi left and that you're saying he is the reason we did what we did, which he was a huge reason. Yeah. But they now are going on this path of let's, let's show you how good we are just ourselves, especially Siakam. A lot of people might say in the East the Nets would be disappointing. I don't really see that because no. they've played a lot of really close games that they've lost, and I, I kind of see them turning that around if the locker room stays, if the locker room stays together, and this this is starting to be a common denominator wherever Kyrie goes is there's hints of locker room trouble. Their biggest saving grace is going to be. To me, if you're the Nets right now, you really have to hope you make it through this year and then Katie gets back healthy. Because the only way to explain it to me or the only way I, it makes sense to me is when he was in Cleveland, he didn't have these issues that you know of. Because I think he was. While he a, was with LeBron. Right, because I think he was on a team where he knew, all right, I'm not the best guy here. LeBron is. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think he kind of took a step back, sort of, and didn't try to be that alpha guy in the locker room. Yeah. And you would have to think when KD comes back, he's going to have that same mindset. Well, they, he would have to because he knows he's not as good as KD. He, even in timeouts, he does not huddle with the team. He goes and talks to KD. Well, now, you know, there's now reports that he's told several photographers not to take for photos of him in warm-ups. Really? Like, as in not just they got close to him and he said, hey, back off. Like, he went to them and said – don't take any pictures of me in warm-ups. Yeah, that, well, he can't really control that, but all right. So, best team, yeah. best team so far. Uh, this one's kind of easy to me. Sixers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any team, any rotation that they have, any five that they have out there is a dominant force. They are so good defensively. Matisse Thibel is probably going to win Rookie of the Year just on his defense alone. That kid is playing his butt off, and I, the fact that the Sixer or the Celtics traded that pick and has to have Simmons laying awake at night, just regretting everything. He's talked a lot about Bible. Yeah, and, he and loves him. Yeah, he he was all aboard on him. He, uh, he loves him and Ja Morant more than words can express. He really likes Ja, which which excites me. But um, yeah, I mean. They look really good. I even like last night how they got in a fight with the Timberwolves because, yeah, to me, like, and from the video that I saw of the fight, there were a lot more Sixers players heavily involved in that scrap, if mm-hmm. you will, than there were Timberwolves. Oh, ben, ben Simmons was on top of like Carl <laughs> yeah. Anthony Towns. I was choking. Hold. So to me, I, I like that scrappy edge they have. Like yeah. they're good. They know they're good, and they're going to go at you as hard as I, I can heard, every night. I heard on Zach Lowe's podcast today where this team for them to go because they're at the border of great. Yeah, for them to go above that, they've got to keep that mentality and adopt almost the attitude of the bad boy Pistons from back in the day. Just like, number one, we're better than you. We're going to beat you on the court, and then we're just going to beat the crap out of you yeah. physically also. And you're going to hate seeing us on your schedule. Yeah, and, and that to me, it's just it's a testament of their team chemistry. 
when you see stuff like you did last night. You can tell these guys really like each other. They're yeah. going to stick up for each other, and that means a ton. So I, I think they are, to me, the best team so far that I've seen this year. All right, so we're going to do this pretty much every week. Who's – and it's it might not change throughout the week because mine's still the same as my preseason. Who's your finals matchup and who's your winner? So – I think when we did the preseason, I said Milwaukee and Clippers with the Clippers winning. Yeah. I said that at that time because in my head, I didn't know about the Sixers. I felt – I knew they were going to be a good team, but I, I don't know. It was almost kind of this attitude of until you do it, I'm not going to fully buy in. Right. But from what I've seen so far, and I know we're five games into the year, there's what, 70 – to 75, 82. 80, you know, more, 70 something more games to go right. to get oh, to yeah, 82. 78 um, more games for the Sixers. I, I like Philly in the title for sure. I, I, although I do think that they could have a pretty good matchup with the Raptors, but I think with Kawhi hitting that shot last year, game seven, Philly. Oh, I, that. I think Philly sweeps the Raptors. So I think that's got such a bad taste in their mouth. I like Philly in the East. In the West, it's more complicated because. It's kind of murky right now. There's a lot of teams who's got good records that I don't foresee that necessarily being the case all throughout. I'm going to go at the end of the day. I'm still going to go with the Clippers. I think it's there. You've just got to get the chemistry part down. uh, Paul George hasn't even returned yet, so that's another weapon they've got sitting on the bench. Because if you look at the West right now, Spurs are 3-0. That's not going to last, although – I'm impressed by them. Jazz, I, th- I think that's who they really are. I think they're going to be a really good team. I don't believe in the Lakers yet. Rockets, you can tell they're still working kinks out. But yeah. I-, I like Clippers, Sixers. The Rockets needing 159 to beat the Hornets last night really concerns yeah. me. I, that's yeah. uh, And that's I would actually go – with the way Thibault is playing, I would go Sixers over yeah. over the Clippers. God, I hope so, because I have the future on them. Uh, the hard hat award of the NBA right now, to me, goes to the, your Oklahoma City Thunder. Because they're playing their tails off every single night. Yeah, they're, they're one and four, but they've been but they've in like, yeah. every single game. Yeah. And we beat the Warriors. Hey, I've only wanted this for five years. <laughs> for Who had to, to know you only had to get rid of Kevin Durant, <laughs> Westbrook, and Harden to do it? Oh, my gosh. made that move years ago. All right, so my uh, NBA Finals matchup is the same as preseason. It's Sixers, Clippers. Although I think the Jazz are going to have the best uh, regular season record in the West, the Sixers are going to have the best in the East, but the Clippers will get through the playoffs. They're going to play the Sixers, and I have the Sixers winning. I, I just think yeah. the Sixers are just too deep. Are you concerned with – Milwaukee right now. No, no, I, 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 I wasn't I hate huge to, on them. I hate I, to I be really that wasn't. guy because it's four games. I, I wasn't huge on them entering the year because, yeah, Antetokounmpo he's a monster right. and he's really really good. But in today's NBA, one guy doesn't get it done, and we saw it last year in the playoffs. Once you take away that one guy and let him, you know, you can get yours, you can make your little cool dunks and layups and all that. Yeah, you're not beating us from the perimeter. You can't shoot, and until he develops that shot and makes the people on defense actually space out, 
where his drives and kicks will actually work, it's it's not going to happen. It, they're not going to win a championship. He's yeah. got to develop a shot. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, other observations, Tyler Hero. I love, I love that guy. Yeah, uh, Kobe White. He's, he's been fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, anything now, Kobe else? White is not going to win. No, he's rookie not, of the no. year because he's his team might regress with him on there. But I think in the long run that might be a good thing, and I think that speaks more to Zach Levine not being very good so far. If the NBA season ended today, my Orlando Magic <laughs> seven seed. Playing the Raptors, your Orlando Magic. Uh, they're my team. They're like, <laughs> I'm their. I'm they're my godchild. Like the right. the Grizzlies are my child. Like the Ravens are my godchild yeah. of the NFL. Yeah, I like which it. I don't know why because I have no connections to the Magic or right. care about Orlando. But they got Disney there. Yeah, that's true. Universal. Pretty cool city. All right, you got anything else? Uh, the only other thing I've got is shout out to the best recruit in the history of college football Dakotas to ever do it <laughs> why Alabama has not offered the kid a scholarship even though like I looked at his offers and it was like, like a, a junior college yeah. in Louisiana um, LSU and, and like LSU offered him they did offer him <laughs> oh it was my LSU gosh. offered him and then he had two other offers and one was like some JUCO in, in Louisiana it wasn't a JUCO it was like a not even a D2 school and in some other random school. Um, so that's one. The other the other thing I have is uh, welcome back NCAA football. Oh, let's maybe not, let's not get ahead. Of maybe I, I won't believe it until I see it on a shelf and I'm buying it for whatever price. And I mean yeah, whatever the, price. EA Sports, whatever price. Please do it. All right, so that's it for this week of Against the Spread. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And as always, have a great day. The truth is far as I'm